Hello, welcome everyone back for another episode of Neon Jellyfish Arcade. I am your host, Philip, and today with me, as always, is Sean. Good morning. Good morning. Good <laughs> I was going to say, now, you, now you've ruined the illusion. They know when we record, Sean. They know that it's, it's not a nighttime. It's not a nighttime show. It's a good morning show. Um, hope everyone is doing well, and thank you again for tuning in. This week, we're just going to be going over Cyberpunk 2077. There's been a lot of change since the game came out. Of course, we have our review, so please check out that episode if you haven't. That's my own personal opinions. Um, I'm sure you're going to get Sean's personal opinions about the game this week, because he's now played it to completion. And when I mean completion, I mean a thousand achievement points completion. This guy doesn't hang about when he goes for a game, he goes for it. Um, but moving on, what have you been playing this week, Sean? Now, I think I've given it away a little bit there. What have you been playing? Yeah, pretty much just just Cyberpunk. Uh, unfortunately, since the new year started, my my Switch uh, has been pretty sort of dormant. But I, I will go back to it. You got Mario in February, and I bought um, when it was on sale the uh, Fifty One Clubhouse games. That I was interested to play some of that stuff. But yeah, I've not touched anything other than Cyberpunk recently. Perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, I've been. I finished Cyberpunk um, before the new year, between Christmas and New Year. I had to get it done. Um, and then I've been playing a lot of Phoenix Immortals. No, Immortals Phoenix Rising. I'm never going to get that title right. <laughs> and I've been enjoying that immensely. On, on the last boss battle now. Um, hope to finish that today. And then I'll be moving on to be doing what I call dabbling uh, in all preparation for Hitman 3, which comes out this Wednesday, which... For those of you who tune in for the next episode, we'll, we'll be giving our Hitman Free uh, review and impressions, seeing how far we get along with it within a week. Are you excited, Sean? I'm okay. So, well, I don't think I've ever properly played a Hitman game. It's a strangely, the only Hitman game I've ever played properly was the mobile one called Hitman Go, which was mm. like a puzzle sort of game. I mean, I would suggest people give that a go if it's a fun puzzle game to to sort of like when you move one space the enemies also move one space so you've got these paths on the floor so every time you move they move so it's like working out their patterns in order to get around corridors and stuff and how you can sort of take them all out it's a very it's not quite like chess type thing but I would sort of say it has that sort of if, if you like chess or something it the sort of movement in how you decide to navigate the landscape and it's almost laid out like these little mini dioramas for how you move around. And I believe they did a, it's part of a series. I don't think they've done anything recently, but they did a Tomb Raider go and a Deus Ex go, which operate on a very similar sort of system. These sort of miniature dioramas where you sort of navigate, but they're very sort of puzzle based. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, there we go. Well, we're just glad that you'll be making a foray and thanks to Microsoft Game Pass. We'll both be able to play it. And share the experience and we'll pull back but let's move into just the... as a correction it's not on game passes it's a purchase through game, game library share. sharing game share that's correct yes it, it is game share. just in case anyone's thinking it is launching free onto game, game pass. pass yeah no i get i get all the terminology move on but let's get into the main meat of the episode so there's been a lot happening in Cyberpunk. We didn't really go over it because we were still early days into the fiasco when we talked about Cyberpunk. Uh, 2077. I'm sure everyone and their grandmother has gone over the um, presumed fiasco that this game's launched. But this week, 
or should I say last week, uh, CD Projekt Red actually came out with a statement, a video of some sorts, and a, and a kind of roadmap of what 2021 um, is going to be like. And I must admit, when I saw it, I was worried about a roadmap. I've never seen a roadmap so lopsided um, in terms of patch one, patch 1.2, and then just add another stuff. Until the end of 2022, I've never seen it like that's not really a roadmap. They're just saying what's coming out. I could have wrote that down on the back of a napkin. It seems like it was wrote down on the back of a napkin type thing. But we'll, do that pers- well, do you want to talk about that bit now and then go? I talk about the to... roadmap and then we'll go through the um, questions. Because I don't think that's that bad personally. Because as I saw someone else on mine point out, like if you try to be too exact with dates and when stuff is coming, they could just create a whole load of people of trouble for themselves. Like people would say, I believe they've kind of just shifted from the roadmap back at a game like Anthem or something like when they started to promise this would be coming on, you know, because that game didn't launch in the best state and stuff. Like <coughs> then you start setting yourself up with like, we're going to hit this, this and this. So it's sort of almost, unless you can guarantee you're going to do that. And I guess, Obviously, 2021's not, in terms of the pandemic, and so it's not started, you know, obviously any better than the way it ended at the moment. Obviously, we <laughs> hope it improves, but I would say you could have, you could say the good first six months of this year could be quite uncertain in terms of the whole working from home sort of situation, which obviously they cited as being, obviously every company kind of has this issue, but they cited as being one of the issues around their problems so i think it personally is quite good that they've kept it quite vague i mean they said at the end of last year that january and february would have two big patches and then obviously they would continue to sort of stay i mean this is just kind of putting it in a sort of fairly simple infographic and to me this isn't that bad like i mean it's bad i always feel it's bad that they still released it before it was ready but I still feel that you you're able to see where the priorities lie, the fixes that whatever form that free DLC takes. I mean, I guess it depends on how big that DLC is, whether it's just little cosmetic things or something to help appease the sort of fan base or or whatever. But um, I know some people might say like the next gen patches should be before you start handing out any free bits um so i think some people feel that's the wrong way around because you're going to get free dlc before you actually get the next gen versions of the game for like ps5 and xbox series so yeah it's um i think some people a bit i don't know about annoyed about that but i i guess that's i'm under the impression that's going to be a much bigger job than the dlc and maybe they want to sort of try and get the majority of the bugs squashed and then sort of as, as some sort of thank you with the I know the free of this the free DLC was always planned, but so then maybe get some of that out and then then just do whatever is required to sort of do that um that 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 next gen update patch whatever it's but I know there's a certain type of terminology for it. Next, uh, it's just called uh, free next gen console update. Yeah. But don't like Xbox call it something. It doesn't matter too much because you get what I mean. But I, I thought there was some other terminology for that. 
Oh, but that, sorry, that's what CD Projekt Red are calling it. Uh, yeah. Xbox call it smart delivery. That's you, that the term I was thinking of. That, it, so. it, where you just get it where it goes. And the play, PlayStation has their own... Uh, I don't know what the PlayStation ones. Um, but they're, well, everyone's going to get it for free anyway. But most games give it for free. The only ones I know are sports games and Call of Duty, for instance. They're the only ones I know who didn't give it for free. Um, but moving on. I would say, we, I, it, you, you're right in what you say. It's, a, it's just a very... I don't think they should give timelines, but by it's a very it's looking like a very uh, lack well not lackluster but I was hoping for an expansion that was all I was hoping for an expansion but I suppose they've got to fix the game before they start running around giving out expansions which is a problem in itself but moving on um, so they came back with a lot of questions and answers and we'll, we'll dissect them um, and talk about what we think about the state I mean we we kind of alluded to this first one but the question was, why is there such a gap between the PC versions of Cyberpunk 2077 and old-gen consoles? Their response. Cyberpunk 2077 is a huge in-scope. It features multitude of custom objects, interacting systems, and mechanics. In the game, everything is not stretched out over flat terrain where we can make things less taxing hardware-wise. But condensed in one big city and relatively loading-free environment, we made it even more difficult for ourselves by first wanting to make the game look epic on PCs and then adjusting it to consoles, especially old-gens. That was our core assumption, and things did not did not look super difficult at first. Well, we knew the hardware gap. Ultimately, time has proven that we underestimated the task. So we kind of alluded to this. I think I'm not sure if it was in our private conversations or on the podcast we talked about it. That we did say it was PC led, and I, it was almost as if their ambitions weren't checked, and they just kept on making it for PC, and then they tried to tone it down for the console and come across it and the old last gen and thought, well, hold on. There's a lot of toning down we're going to have to do. And they kind of underestimated the challenge. Well, that's what they said. They underestimated the task in the end. So this whole kind of debacle, if you will, has become just an underestimation. I just wonder when that underestimation happened. And... To which oh, sorry. My watch is kicking off. Uh, underestimation <laughs> happened. And uh, was it uh, in the April? And that was why the delay. And then they started to do it. And it was like, this is going to take us a long time. And it still hasn't been done. Yeah, I mean, maybe they got, I don't know, a kind of confidence boost in being able to... Hubris. I know it wasn't them directly, but no, I'm, uh, to finish my point, as in like having a successful port to the Switch, which is obviously quite, under for The Witcher 3, quite underpowered sort of hardware to be able to run that game. Most people for what is... A bit, I think most people think they've done not necessarily them i think they sort of outsourced it but worked with mm. whoever did it for them but did like a good competent job of putting i know it's not made uh, it was for yeah xbox one um and did a good job of getting that to the switch and maybe that sort of filled them with confidence as in we're sort of being able to sort of shift the game of that sort of scale and magnitude to essentially a kind of portable handheld that sort of at its best is good for sort of 360 and ps3 sort of era type of thing um and maybe that kind of gave them a, a push because obviously some companies uh, i think the people that sort of did the port of um the outer world for the switch sort of almost push it out there that anything can be ported and maybe with that sort of confidence that the of how well the witcher did in terms of shifting to so they kind of felt well actually 
in, it was only as it was getting closer to launch, you know, it's like, actually, this isn't such an easy task to move it from PC down to uh, Cyberpunk, I'm on about now, but to move it from PC down to um, Xbox One and PS4 type of thing, maybe, because that game is sort of so ambitious. I mean, I played it on the Series S, and I mean, I think... I mean, I liken the game, although they're quite different in scope and scale, very similar to sort of Bioshock in terms of that sort of world building. It's not just about the sort of gameplay and what's going on. It's sort of very immersive and makes you feel like those worlds are alive. I mean, Bioshock is obviously on a much sort of smaller scale with Rapture um, and obviously Night City, uh, Cyberpunk with Night City is on a bigger scale, but I feel... They do a very sort of similar job in making those sort of environments quite believable. And I think they've done like an incredible job with sort of Night City. I just feel that it was, yeah, it, it, I guess the question that they kind of always skip or don't jump around is that that statement is we won't release something until it's ready. And this game definitely from a lot of people's perspective feels like it wasn't ready so why was it released and that sort of I know they you might I don't know if this you've got notes to sort of go into this a little bit if you're about to bring that up but that that sort of seems to be the the main crux of the sort of thing like you it was brought up that term was brought up in the 2013 uh release trailer when it's coming out or when it's ready they also brought it up again in 2018 um and that was the last time, but they all, I believe there's some other tweets when they said, when they were saying, you know, that was their big stance. I mean, they shot themselves in the foot. Any developer should know, never, ever, never, ever say something like that <laughs> ever again. It's going to come out when it's ready. Because um, that was just, I mean, that was a, making a rod for their own back in terms. Um, but in that kind of article, yeah, you, you're right. There is, there is something, because they came, there's been an expose by Jason Schreier and CD Projekt, in their response, they did cite The Witcher 3, not necessarily the port to the Switch, but they said it was going to come together right at the end. They had this belief, almost like a Bioware, Young Ye kind of alluded to this, almost like a Bioware magic, you know, things are just going to work out in the last bit. Um, obviously, it didn't work out for Bioware, and it certainly hasn't worked out here for CD Projekt. They, you're, I, the word I use is hubris. They just thought they could do it. They just thought that yeah, it's going to come together. Almost fooled themselves, kidded themselves that this was this was almost capable. The old gen. I mean, that's the problem. Is that next gen, Series X, Series S, PS5, and PC, they have bugs, but the game is more than playable. I wouldn't say the game has too many issues. It's just the last gen. They just had a problem, and they just did. I almost think they just didn't know. It's almost if they delayed this game a year and just said, "Yeah, we're dropping last gen." Almost think that would have helped them. Yeah, and for full disclosure, I haven't played it on sort of last gen. I mean, I personally had a decent time with it on the S. I mean, it's definitely not perfect. I definitely had crashes and there were missions that sort of glitched and stuff like you to get stuff to... Uh, I mean, I was going, doing a bit of achievement <coughs> hunting in parts of it and there was definitely stuff to get certain missions to load. There were like little workarounds about sort of having to sort of skip time and little in get not like nothing sort of uh, too in depth to sort of do but it's just like it wasn't felt didn't feel like it was running as 
correctly or smoothly as it should have done. And obviously there was bits that where you got killed sort of totally unnecessarily. I think I described to you, I completed a mission and then I was flung 800 metres into the end. Like, <laughs> I could see my checkpoint on the floor and all of a sudden my character was like going up and up and up and up and then I was like starting to come back down and then uh, I mean I got a fantastic view of the city from up there but I was like this landing is gonna kill me kill my character so therefore I'm gonna have to do that I mean it was it was just a sort of pointless you know one of those side mi- uh, not even a side mission it's one of those police ones that didn't take any real effort to do it again it was just a sort of weird I completed it and then all of a sudden I was flying over the, the, the top of the city and then died straight afterwards so to go back to the previous save. But again, it's not nothing too terrible and it never happened in any main storyline stuff. But again, like I was making that sort of reference to sort of Bioshock, part of the, in my personal opinion, the success of those type of games is that sort of world building. And when you have those kind of things that sort of take you sort of out of the experience and sort of I mean obviously they are game but when you're sort of reminded yeah this is a game Mm. and I guess it's how often it kind of keeps tapping onto the the shoulder sort of thing and be like this is a game this is a game don't get related or attached to these characters or this world because it is a game it is a game you know then that's the that's the sort of I don't know about it's odd when you talk about the term sort of game breaking but it's definitely it breaks the immersion and the The illusion if you want to get lost which is fair enough i mean the next two points are basically the same it was what was the main issue made in alien development for consoles that made it difficult they said the main culprit and i'm paraphrasing here the main culprit was having to improve their in-game streaming engine and the streaming is responsible for feed of the engine so what you see on screen because um, it was so packed, since the city is so packed, the disc bandwidth of old-gen console is what it is, and it's something that challenged them. I don't know how they're going to get around that problem, to be honest. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's still a challenge them, and they've been working on it a while. How they can't increase the console bandwidth, um, and because the city is so dense, basically saying, you know, that is a problem, that is a challenge. And they said, the other next one was say, didn't you test the old-gen consoles to keep the tabs on the experience? And whether people call this a blatant lie, but this is their response. This is not paraphrased. We did, as it turned out, our testing did not show major crashes you experienced while playing the game. We got closer to the launch. We saw significant improvements every day, and we really believed we would deliver the final day zero update. We'll deliver in the final zero day update. So even they didn't seem to come across. They thought we actually played very well on the old gen. And they were seeing improvements every day up to launch. And they thought, you know what, we can launch this game and things are going to improve so drastically from when it went gold, whenever that was, to up to when they launched. I think it was like October. I was going to say October, yes. Um, but, and they said it was going to, they were going to release it and everything was going to be fine. You'll be playing this game thinking, how on earth have they done it? <laughs> yeah, it's obviously not the case in Sony's eyes or a few other people's eyes, hence the things. Hence the um, taking it off and a lot of the backlash. Um, and then it goes on to say, was there a gap between PC and console reviews? No, why was there a gap? This is another thing, the manipulation of the reviews. And they stated, we started sending out PC review keys to start the review process in the first week of December. Come December the 10th, launch day, we had a really good start with PC reviews. And while it's not perfect, 
This is the version of the game we were all and still are very proud of. When it comes to review process for consoles, at the same time PC codes were sent out, we were still working hard to improve the quality of the game on old gen consoles. Every extra day that we worked on the day zero update brought visible improvement. That's why we started sending consoles for reviews on the 8th of December, which was later than we had planned. So they're saying that the improvements were coming along that if they sent it out beforehand, reviewers would see a version that wasn't going to be, in their eyes, representative of the version that people were going to get. Depends where you stand on that, whether because obviously it, it didn't seem like a good version, but you wonder what version they had before, you know, before a couple of days, a week before the console. I, I do kind of sympathize them in, a, in the slightest that if you had a version and you were saying, well, this version won't be what the consumer gets, you're going to get a different version. There's going to be every day we're making big improvements. We don't want you to have that version until the last minute because then you're going to get much more improvements. If we send out a version before, you're not going to be playing the, the same version um, in a couple of days. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I personally think, like, it's it's a tough one, but I almost feel like the version you get is, that should be the version you sort of review. Um, it's sort of tough if it's not correct, because if it's not, correct or you don't feel it's going to be representative then I would be by the thing like don't send it out delay it two weeks a month you know sometimes you get delays and it's only by a couple of weeks I know they were obviously trying to for whatever reason get it out before Christmas I I mean I don't personally think if they had gone for like a March release it would I mean because the game was originally April I think of 2020 Um, so I don't think an April uh, or March release in 2021 would have hurt them. This game had so much sort of uh, almost like an inbuilt sort of sales into it that it felt like like a, I think I've told you on many accounts had everything kind of going for it in the right direction. If anything, this has just hurt them so bad. I mean, to my knowledge, I don't own a PlayStation, but I believe it's still still available yeah, still, digitally yeah, on that store. Right. So. It just sort of feels like, you know, this this has gone in the work. I mean, they sounded genuine in that video. That's the only thing I would say. But at the uh, same time, they, they didn't have to do the video as well. I was going to mention that in the at end. At the same time, though, as I said previously, I do think it's sort of, um, I do feel it's fairly despicable or even sort of disgusting as <laughs> well I did say that originally and I guess I sort of do stand by those sort of words that they you know harsh, harsh. to hide well again because they never fully review or have discussed I know they've sort of danced around that topic a bit of why you can only use our footage and I know you've sort of kind of almost what you've just said sort of try to fill in the gaps a bit as in it won't be representative of what the customer gets but it's like if you're sending that day zero patch wasn't gonna let's face it on the 8th of December December. if it if it was still running pretty rough on the 8th and that was when the patch was sort of done that you felt safe enough to send out some of the code I mean what was going to be in the patch from the 8th to the patch on the 10th that was gonna well, that's their day or ninth zero. in summary. That was their that day was gonna zero make... patch, so that wasn't day but, one. I mean, what was gonna be so sort of drastic that 
the yeah. you know because they're doing the patches now and you're getting one I think in the video they said within the next 10 oh, hold days. Hold on, we'll so... get on to that, we'll get on to that. We, we, we'll, we'll come across that. But what I mean is it's you, you're getting the patches so much later. I mean, it's like what was going to change drastically be- between when the, the the reviewers got it on the 8th and when the public got it on the 10th, what was going to be the why wouldn't you be allowed to record and then show your footage on the 8th? And then what was going to be the different expect like the patches rolling out that quick unless there was something absolutely game break you know as in like you boot it up and or every time you walked you know you stepped over a different loading area it caused the game you know unless it was something so critical to the game that you wouldn't be able to sort you know like say if you went into a certain room you could never get out of it you know that you know that kind of game breaking feature that they're the normally the only types of things that you would get like a an emergency sort of patch out for uh but they would normally be like around a mechanic that would stop you from being able to do something or corrupt the game or, or something not normally the the main problem i think people seem to have isn't so much i mean some of it's around the mechanics but most of it's around the sort of more performance and how it looks. Yeah. <coughs> um, let me, I mean, just jumping in, I'll play devil's advocate. I mean, we, we, I think the truth lies in somewhere in the middle. It's what you said. I do think they were seeing vast improvements every day, but not the improvements they were hoping for. And I think is eventually you're going to have to release it. There was a manipulation in terms of it. They, I think they kind of, I, I don't want to say, I don't think they did it necessarily a malice. I just think they were naive to think that the improvements... I mean, I, we, we're not developers, so we don't know how development was made. But I think they felt like developments, things were going to be done so fast that it was changing. As We can only go by what they say, but um, take it with a pinch of salt, is that they were seeing massive improvements, visible improvements every day. Every day they worked on it. So having that day zero patch on the 8th of November, they said they had so much. I mean, as you, we will get on to the, the updates... Oh, actually, yeah, it's and I mean, next question, I think. I was going to say, and by no means, I mean, I've had an absolute blast with the game. I mean, I'm I know. Just 100 hours. Of, yeah, just, I'm like just under 100 hours of that game and pretty much done nearly every single mission and wandered around pretty much every possible place on that map. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a blast. I mean, like I said, to me, and maybe a lot of other people that have enjoyed it. The saddest thing is that it come, it's come out under this cloud. And it will be, even if they do get the improvements, it will never fully, its reputation will never fully sort of recover. Uh, I've heard a lot of people sort of saying, you know, how people talk about Bethesda and EA, you know, like regardless of whether you like their games or not, but they have this sort of reputation of, they're not, necessarily always seen as consumer friendly and people sort of have sort of said like CD Project Red sort of elevated themselves in their communication above some of those other companies and this is sort of, although they might stabilise the game and it like I said I do believe this is a truly fantastic game that they've sort of, the way people see that company going forward they will struggle to 
get themselves back on that sort of um, uh, hold that hold tier on. that they were. Hold on, hold on, because we'll go through. So the plan is when you're going forward to the fix cyberpunk, what are you going to do going forward? And they said, we're focused on the leaks and bugs, crashes, plays, experience across every platform. You can expect more on the way of patches, both small and large, to be released regularly. The first update will drop in the next 10 days. So hopefully next week. Um, where you hear this, because that will be the 10 days. And then be followed by a larger, more significant update in the weeks after. So that'll be the second patch in February. Um, our plan is for supporting Cyberpunk 2077 in the long term are unchanged. We'll be continuing introducing updates, patches to give all players across all consoles and PCs a better experience with the game. So the, the next patch is coming. It, for me, that was the one thing that stuck out for me. And the one thing that was actually quite worrying is that this patch, which will come out in the next 10 days, um, so when was this done? 13th of January. So 20, by the 23rd, which is Friday, and we're recording on a Sunday, there'll be a patch coming out. But it doesn't seem like it's a significant patch. It seems like it hopefully will do a lot, because I think actually the hotfixes have helped quite a bit. Um, but it seems like I, I, I was told that there'll be two big patches. And if the first patch doesn't seem to be... It's almost playing down what the first patch is going to be doing. And it's in the, sec- the more significant one. The thing one. is, though... Because we're you're you were playing on a none of us are playing on base console, so it could be the, I was on the Xbox One X. <laughs> well, I thought the, the <laughs> One S was considered the base console, not the One X. But <laughs> exactly. anyway, I sort of feel like they should be less noticeable. You know, the one the places where they're meant to be more noticeable is to the people on the base consoles, and maybe it's a case of you don't get the um some of the the popping like obviously i've seen footage online and i never experienced some of it to the degree that it sort of you know some people have done but i guess that's the thing it seems a bit inconsistent some people seem to have a really good time with it some people haven't i mean i in general i've had a pretty decent time of it fine time of it no issue well i mean i've had i mean i've had issues like i think i sort of sent a picture to yourself and some of our friends of just cars like randomly sort of sitting there floating in midair as I was walking down the street and stuff like it didn't break the game but it's just like what the hell I actually um, find things like that fun though I, I know in the, I, you do want to remember playing the game like at the end of the day you are playing a game like things like that I tend to not worry because I only saw that once well, well I didn't see what yeah you I mean saw. that's the first time I've seen that. I mean, sometimes when I first boot into an area, um, if I've used one of those sort of fast travel points, when I first load into the area, like suddenly there'll be cars absolutely everywhere in front of me. And then it will, you know, in weird pixelated sort of blurry cars. And then it will only for like a half a second or something. And then it will sort of clears as if it was sort of scrambling to sort of, and again, that's not too bad. I, I get that. It just like literally just dropped onto the street. So stuff is just all rendering and quickly loading from when I've sort of loaded there. I mean, some people might argue, should the screen be black for that split second longer? It sort of almost be, should it all load behind a black screen before it's revealed to you? Or should you, should you pop in at the same time everything else kind of pops in? It's like if you... If you boot up your game and you've done a save in a certain place, you'll see all the characters almost sort of drop from like two or three meters above where they would be. 
especially if they're sitting in a chair or standing at a bar, you suddenly sort of almost see them all drop in from the ceiling where you load an environment. And again, that's nothing sort of too bad. It's just, like you said, is it one of those visual things like, should that be, should that load behind a sort of black screen? So it just feels like when you, for like that split second longer. So when you pop in there, it feels like that environment's, fresh to go as opposed to i mean these are really tiny things we're getting yeah we're getting lost in the weeds again like these are things that are again are so nitpicky that i i would say if you're starting to bring up things like that against the game you're you've got a bit depth or agenda you're not you're going into far extremes no but i there is part of me that thinks some of that does help play into the amount and it wouldn't be a hard fix like i said and i could literally put a black screen you know give it that just but my second longer to load, and then you would fix bigger issues than that. There's bigger issues than that, and those aren't issues that again. As I said, everyone has their own bugs. You had a bug that I never saw, but I had one similar where I got was driving down the street and a car just fell from nowhere and it landed on top of me. Oh no, I have seen that one, but I never. Yeah, but you I know, mean, I've that... experienced it. I mean, nothing happened. It just it was just weird. It just came out of nowhere. It just landed on my car, and I just drove on. But it didn't, but but you said everyone experienced different bugs and different kinds of things. But in a general scandal, it's it's never been an issue. But moving on to the last point, the, the last one that we'll look on, and um, it only affects well, it affects you as well, and it affects me now that I have a nice Series X sitting next to me. Um, what can we expect for the next gen update for console uh, for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? For those who are playing the game on next-gen consoles via backwards compatibility, we are planning a free next-gen update for Cyberpunk 27 on Xbox Series consoles and PlayStation 5 this year. We're aiming for the second half of the year and we'll reveal more when we have more to share when it's ready. Uh, that, unfortunately, I don't like that that will come out quite late. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not a huge thing if it's second half this year because I actually think the game plays quite well on the... Um, currently and at the end of the day it's only going to be for um you know ray tracing it's only going to give the next gen features and be more optimized so it won't be too critical but it's just a shame that's gonna be in and i was hoping that would be in the beginning of this year it shows you just how much work they are prioritizing on to just fixing the game well as we said before their main issue needs to be to get the other ones up to up to a decent standard and obviously from a monetary point of view they need to get, get back, that back on, on the PlayStation store. store so yeah. I mean they've got their priorities right um, they have just... but so fewer people have next gen systems so yeah, can't get a hold of them <laughs> in terms of why would you focus your attention to such a minority group um, again it's like uh not to go too off topic, but they sort of reported, I saw the figures the other day, obviously Nintendo once again held the top, this for America held the top spot in terms of console sales for December. Again, this is most likely due to the fact, as you just said, you can't get hold of next gen because they can't get hold of it to launch a console despite the scalper situation without actually having a decent, any I mean, Nintendo run into this problem as well, so it's not as if Nintendo avoided this when they release a console. But I kind of thought Nintendo a bit weird with their sort of manufacturing, but I kind of thought Microsoft and Sony might be 
you know, sort of uh, being bigger companies might hit the ground running. Hold, hold on, so we'll, we'll have that will be our last comment about, about that because we'll just want to add some something onto that. But just going back to Cyberpunk, we'll, we'll finish this topic about Cyberpunk. It was a, a lot. I mean, I do give credit for them to coming out and saying stuff. I mean, when I think you were around when Anthem released Bioware, there was silence when there was the amount of issues going on with the game, silence. Um, I'm trying to think of another big release. Um, you remember? Um, well, Anthem, they did kind of like I they, said, they ran into troubles because they. I don't know if they did. They didn't do a video quite like this, but I mean, I think they put out. Depends how they choose. I think the video is better because it feels like you're being. They were to more forced directly. to put out a statement after the. But they so put out. They were the um the the roadmap. Yeah, after they after the after the expose, they were forced to do that. They didn't want to do it. well. It seemed like they didn't want to do it, but they were forced to do it. Uh, well, I guess we're never true. But what I mean, and this is the point I was getting to earlier, like when you start, because I don't think, I mean, Anthem, I believe, is still in this sort of limbo where they're aiming towards Anthem 2.0 or, or whenever they're I sort think. of rebranding and relaunching that. But I think that roadmap has sort of Died. been put under the carpet. And as I was saying, CD Projekt Red, I don't, think they will do anything like what um bioware have done with that their roadmap i think they will stick to this like think at the same time this is why they've been quite vague with it two big launches january february free dlc and next gen they're your four key points for 2021 if they start saying free dlc in june and um next gen updates in november or whenever it might be then i think they sort of but again, you could, they could just be making more my, trouble for themselves. I've got no issue with that. My thing is that I give them for coming out because Bioware did it when they were forced. Um, the people that made No Man's Sky, which was another game that was absolutely trounced when they came out. But again, everyone loves No Man's Sky. So I don't think a game, um, we obviously, they didn't say anything, nothing for six months, apart from a tweet saying there's an update nothing six months so most game companies don't even respond when they come out they just go they go quiet and go back to work and i do think well at the end of the day i think i mean and i do agree like whether you because i know you and me have had discussions around i tend to think the reaction is good that people were holding cd project red to account i mean i know you think it's in some cases a bit over the top it seems to have I kind of think down. you'd it seems to quiet yeah. down now but I think you kind of need that because obviously like Bethesda and sort of obviously I can't remember his exact wording but obviously Todd Howard is like ship now fix later mentality and then obviously it's not just Bethesda games but that sort of with um he was specifically talking about Fallout uh Sound six. 76 which is um, a great game now yeah but that that whole mentality of it, it's so basically the the point is making or he was getting out there it's not the state in how the game releases it's a state in how the game finishes it was the sort of point he was getting across oh. and it depends whether you kind of agree with that it doesn't matter if it's a buggy mess when i get it if it's a good mess in two years time if it's not a good mess if it's a good <laughs> polished mess in two years time is that all that matters you can give me this ramshackled sort of game that's strung together yeah no the industry proves him right time after time after time like people forget quickly 
they won't this one no i agree uh, and exactly. obviously you're you still bought cyberpunk obviously it made all its money back and they're in the yeah. sort of profit and it will carry section on. of their game and it will carry um, on to sell obviously i've not personally paid any because i just used your game, game share library game sharing yeah, library we got it right to, yeah great great service. to to access it but um yeah, and it's until people start. I mean, hopefully, it's uh, whether you think it's good or bad thing that CD Projekt Red got the full brunt of this, because um, or not. I mean, uh, people have obviously had issues with, like you said, Anthem and Fallout and other games in the past. But hopefully, I'm not saying I want people to plaster the handle every time something like this happens, but to sort of hold those, you know, to sort of. I don't think it's good, and and I do think this factors into. I know when you, not to go too off, but when you talk about reviews, factors in like when a game comes out polished, you might say, well, why is certain games get such high scores? But I do think sometimes the level of polish on a game, if it works and it runs as it's meant to, that can definitely all factors into that sort of user experience at the at the end. It's like you might say Cyberpunk is really ambitious but if it doesn't for some people if it doesn't give them a good user experience doesn't matter how ambitious that you know it's like i could try and make an ambition uh, ambitious game but i don't know anything about game development so should i get a pass if the game is literally like a stick man wandering around i don't know you know that kind of thing because there was a lot of ambition and stuff behind it i think they'll get a pass i don't think this will hurt their reputation because everyone will buy the witcher 4 when they release it, this game will be is it already financially. I don't think it will necessarily hurt them, but I think reputationally. Well, what's reputation? Could, could cost you. Well, as in like the way they see like EA and Activision. But what is that? Say, they don't have great reputation, but they, but they know how to generate a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that? I mean, my thing is. Well, they're two. They can. You can still be like. Obviously, I don't think this is the case. But you know, like EA, two or three years ago, like won the worst company. Yeah. To work for in the world two years back to back or something but it doesn't but they know how to generate money you can be obviously not a well respected company but still make games that people want to yeah, play and buy that's my point is that <laughs> reputation is can be meaningless can be meaningless it doesn't well mean anything. as you said a lot of people like their sort of and obviously people know how to get around that it's like at the end of the day a lot of people like football and uh, and are people going to stand by no and pe- are people going to follow EA or whatever to know what they do with certain other studios to be like, I'm making a stand and I'm not going to buy FIFA this year? Of course they're not. No one's... Apart, you might get a, such a small minority that will be willing to take a stance like that. Um, at the end of the day, people want to play a football game and FIFA's the biggest one out there. So they're always going to sort of pick that one up every sort of year type of thing. It's they, regardless of the reputation, unless EA actually started. I don't know. I was going to say it's really dark then, but <laughs> we don't need to go into. But you know, it. unless. But my thing is, but you know, unless they did I, something like I, that was really anti, you know, humanitarian type of thing. Sure. Most people are willing to people sort of still willing. You know, to I buy, want my football game. People are still willing to buy clothes from companies that are anti. As I said, you companies have to really reputation can sometimes be meaningless. I mean, this won't hurt CD Projekt Red. I know this game will always have that kind of cloud, but the video games industry... But when I say it will hurt them reputation, I mean, like, I kind of put them, and whether you agree with the reputations these companies have or not, 
sort of sort of up there with like your uh in terms of being able to make games i know people have issues with some of these companies anyway but like your nintendo or your naughty dog or your rockstar games like i kind of felt cd project red was sort of in that that sort of stratosphere um and i sort of feel this has knocked them down into that sort of um sort of uh, Bethesda and Active, but you know, people sort of so the, the games are still good by those companies, but no right. doubt, but they're not sort of seen as that sort well, Activision of standard a, of quality. Activision's a publisher, not a developer. So, okay, it, it's, but, but I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's a strange one because, yeah, Activision does have a strange <laughs> people don't like it, but people do like Treyarch, people do like Infinity Wars, so they don't, so they have a kind of a good reputation. But Activision is a publisher, it's right. I mean, I do think the reputation thing is meaningful because it's in, obviously it says you're not down in your eyes. Well, that's where people sometimes people say sort of gamers are fickle, like, we, they, well, they are, unfortunately, they, 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 they but at the end of the day, it's like the whole thing with, uh, and I know we've gone a bit off topic, but the yeah. sort of blizzards uh china but you know when they sort of banned those people you know you have people protesting and not wanting the sort of games but it was like one way blizzard to get around this if people don't like their sort of practices for sort of people speaking out for against or speaking for human rights is here's overwatch 2 here's another diablo Okay, well, forget yeah. about human rights. Yeah, I'll, I'll, take, the games. I'll take the games. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is. I mean, people like to make a stand, but at the end of the day, it means nothing because they know that they can push. I mean, they know how far they can push the envelope, and I think that's why gamers do get up in arms because they know that we're we're beholden. So you only get upset where about loot boxes and paid DLC because you know you're going to buy it because you know you're going to have to go through it. So that's why you complain. And people, you're only going to complain because at the end of the day. I mean, video games can be seen as addiction, but what I would say is a hobby. Well, we've, we've gone about that addiction. We will return to the addiction thing. I uh, have that planned. I've got some more stats and statisticians. Um, but we've got a hobby, but it can be addiction. But you say about the reputations being not. It's like with Bethesda, when people talk about slamming Fallout 76, which I really liked, um, people, people will still queue up to buy the Indiana Jones game. They'll queue up to buy Elder Scrolls. Those games will be financially successful. Regardless. India Jones, uh, will be a bit more I think that will do okay but I don't think that's going to be people Elder Scrolls 6 it has that yeah it has Elder Scrolls thing around it I don't, I don't know if Indiana Jones is going to quite carry the same but that's so I think it will be decent Indiana I, I Jones not because of the yeah yeah thing. I'm not saying yeah, yeah I'm, but just I wouldn't quite be lumping Indiana Jones. I think that will actually be really as Elder Scrolls. I think that actually be. Successful. I think that will be quite yeah, okay. I, but I would imagine my, it will be a, along the sort. My of point was they, Wolfenstein. Or my point was like it's going to be successful. Like I'll be su- surprised. I mean, Elder Scrolls, we know, but I mean, taking the Elder Scrolls, Scrolls thing, that game will sell millions and millions and millions, regardless of what Fallout seventy six did. I mean, people don't like that their reputation's been tarnished. But I'm sure Bethesda are sitting there going, yeah. Do we care? We're just going to make another game and you'll still buy it. They don't, they, there's almost nothing that they can do. It's almost like an abusive relationship. And they can. They know that they, people are going to buy it. So why are you getting so upset about something? If you don't like it, don't buy it. And you should well, get so attached. Well, that's the only thing you can do at the end of the day. I always feel like you shouldn't sort of make these things for talking other people out of buying it. If, if, no, you shouldn't. You should all. never talk other if people. If I feel that's strongly about it then i don't buy it that, and that's the yeah. best stance you can do and then hopefully if they've done it to enough people that, that feel the same way as you do 
thing, but that that's I mean, as people say, sort of money talks or or speak with your wallet. Yeah, exactly. And that's the best stance you can ever and make. People never do. I mean, one day the gaming industry might surprise me. Gamers actually might shun things, but they never ever do unless the gaming product is bad. But uh, we're going to leave that conversation there. We did go off into a thing. Obviously, we hope Cyberpunk. I hope it has any success going forward. I think you would agree with me with me there, and we hope that it will be a it will fulfill its potential. Um, but just a quick one, uh, just before we leave this episode, um, obviously, you mentioned about scalpers and the Xbox um, ones coming out. Just like to mention, obviously, I managed to get a Series X and it was difficult. Uh, you have to be on the ball, but it does seem like they are coming down. I saw an interesting video on this last week. This is what made me even more alert is that the bottom has fallen out on the eBay thing on Series S's now. If you people can't sell them above the uh, retail price, if you have anything, this is the UK one I was looking at, but it comes at retails at 249. If you put it on eBay for 300, you can't sell it for 300. They've the bottom's fallen out, so the scalping will stop if you're after an Xbox Series S. I would say just keep waiting, they seem to come in stock every day at at least one retail, they will sell out, but they'll be there. And Series X, there, there is a market, but they said their market now, the average price for a Series X on eBay is £550 or £100 above. But that has come down a long way. So it seems like, at least for Microsoft, if you want one, the, you're going to get one. And you'll probably get one, I would say, in the next two to three weeks. If you just keep your eyes on those stock updates, you'll get one. It seems like the bottom's falling out. PlayStation 5, got to help you. God help you. <laughs> your neck. PlayStation 5 is well, so different. They bought... Is it? Yeah, I didn't... Like, scalpers buy up, like, 300... 3,000 like, something. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be trying to get a PS5 because <laughs> that seems like a nightmare. That, I looked at the stocking form in the same place I managed to get my Series X who updated me the Curry's had them in. And PlayStation 5 from Curry's, Berry, and a few other outlets, they haven't had a stock update since, like, early December 2020. So I'm like, when are these next going to get updated? Where Series X's were getting into very Curry's had a few, um, Argos had a few. Like they seem to be coming in and going. Whereas PlayStation Five, it seems like there's just none that are coming. So I would say if you're still after well, yeah, PS Five, good luck. <clears throat> but do not, for the love, I mean, for me and my plea. I know we've only got roughly 165 listeners every week, but for the, my plea is, do not buy one. <laughs> just don't buy well, don't, on, on, on eBay so, don't buy yeah, one maybe on eBay. don't buy from Scalpers maybe we'll talk about this next week about the, the consoles to look at going forward because obviously it'll be a interesting year for Nintendo as they're sort of depending on how you view it either just over midway through the Switch life cycle or, or around about midway and obviously you've just had next gen versions of uh, PlayStation and Xbox launched how the sort of landscape is going to sort of uh, we'll do that into, we'll do that the one after a hit man we'll, we'll look into that but we're getting into our uh, oh, we're yeah, talking business on the podcast so yeah obviously next week um, we'll be um, talking all hit man so that we'll record that next uh, weekend for you uh, so you can listen so I advise you if you if you've got some spare money um, or even if you have got um, 15 pounds Hitman 2 was on sale I'm not sure if it is but it's on sale on the Microsoft uh, but I do think it's the same for Sony so I would recommend people buying it because it is a core gameplay if you just like gameplay games with great gameplay thought out well executed i think that is um it's a great game but we'll be playing number three and discussing next where through microsoft game share
you would almost think that we're sponsored by them. Um, but that's everything for this week. Thank you so much for making us part of your week. Um, I have been Philip. I've been sure. Good. <laughs> well, I hope.